Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Greetings, Amory. Salutations, Ben. You know how sometimes I do the tweets on the Twitters from our account, and I say things like, this episode has everything, and then I go through the list of the crazy things in this episode? Oh, yeah, your Stefan tweets. Yeah, my Stefan tweets. The Bill Hader character on SNL, Stefan, one of my all-time favorites, where he plays like a club kid giving terrible nightlife tips to tourists. I have the perfect spot. New York's hottest club is boof. Located in an abandoned orphanage on the lower, lower east side of Chelsea, this round-the-clock puke party is the creation of narcoleptic club owner Snoozin Lucci. And this place has everything. Pugs, geezers, doo-wop groups, a, a wise old turtle that looks like Quincy Jones. So good. So good. And Bill Hader is actually kind of big on Reddit. Yeah, he's one of these people who, for one reason or another, has just totally won the hearts and minds of the internet. We should all be so lucky. (laughs) Now, maybe it's because he was on Saturday Night Live for almost 10 years, or because he can pull impressions out of a hat. Open up the door, there's a bomb in there. (laughs) Or maybe it's because he played the leading man in the Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck. Do you like me? Yeah. Yeah, see, I really like you. So we should be a couple. Maybe it's because he's just really versatile. Hello again. (laughs) It's me, Julian Assange. I'm out. Part of Hader's genius is also his physicality. He's sort of gangly. He's got these big, expressive, almost spooky eyes. And he really inhabits every character he plays. You ever heard that song, Spooky Eyes? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but seriously, gangly, big-eyed weirdo who can be real odd and do impressions equals popular on the internet. Even though he's not on the internet all that much. I actually had to tell Bill Hader he's big on Reddit. No, I did not know this. (laughs) I rarely kind of go on the internet just in general. It's okay, Bill Hader. We forgive you, man. Yep, and despite the soul-crushing fact that Bill doesn't go on the internet that much, I talked to him after the premiere party of his new HBO show, Barry, which comes out this week. But you also talked about a bunch of stuff we found out about Bill Hader on Reddit, starting with some of the random facts from the Today I Learned community. I did. Like, Today I Learned Bill Hader is related to Charlemagne? That's true. That is true. I found that out while I was on the show, Finding Your Roots. Henry Louis Gates Jr. told me that, and I was terrible at history, so I said, (laughs) who's Charlemagne? (laughs) And he said he basically uh, father of modern Europe, and I was like, oh, right on. (laughs) Uh, I also heard from today, I learned that you worked in a movie theater in college, and you were fired for telling rude customers how Titanic ended? Yes, yes, it was a sorority a sorority had rented out the theater to watch the movie Titanic, and they were being rude to me, and they were making fun of what I was wearing. What were you wearing? I was wearing a cummerbund and a bow tie because I worked at a movie theater, and that's what we had to wear. It wasn't I didn't choose to wear that. That was what yeah. the uniform was. But yeah. I had really long hair at the time and a beard, uh-huh. and uh, they were just making fun of me. And so I gave away the ending of Titanic, where he said, uh, enjoy the movie, uh, Leo dies at the end, the boat sinks. And they go, Leo doesn't die. And I said, yeah, no, it's great. You think he's sleeping, but he's frozen. (laughs) 
How did they react? They booed me. <laughs> and then my the manager came over kind of laughing and said, I have to fire you, but he was laughing the whole time. I also learned from today, I learned, that you are allergic to peanuts and yet still are somehow the voice of Mr. Peanut That's in true. Planters commercials. That is true. At Planters, we're all about great taste, and we thoroughly test all our nuts for superior craveability. Hey, Richard, check out this fresh roasted flavor. I auditioned for it. You know, I think they listened to a bunch of people, and I got it. And then it wasn't until we were, you know, making the deal that it was... He said, you it know, was clear you couldn't cash in on your yeah, lifetime he's, supply he's of aller- peanuts. Yeah, he's allergic to the thing that he's playing, and they were like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm, uh, I'm a little hungover right now. <laughs> 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 the show premiered last night, and uh, yeah. this is the first yeah. interview, and I'm trying got to the, just make sure that, that I make sense. <laughs> the Deepville hater voice is a little bit deeper than usual. Yeah, it is because <laughs> I've been, uh, I just got body, I, I don't drink. That is another thing about Bill. Uh, today, today I learned, I don't Bill really doesn't drink, drink except when his show I don't really drink. And then last night people just kept giving me beers and I was like, okay, yeah, why not? By the way, this is like four beers, so. So, Ben, in the spirit of drinking, mm-hmm. let's raise a glass to Bill Hader's hangover and call this episode Drinking the Haterade. Glug, 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 glug. But we don't really hate him. He's great. True fact. I'm Ben Brock Johnson, and this is Endless Thread, a show featuring stories found in the vast ecosystem of online communities called Reddit. I'm here this week with producer Amory Sievertson, and we are coming to you from WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Today we are talking to Bill Hader, who has inspired many Redditors. They draw him, they make Stefan jokes all the time in the comments, and the more Bill Hader you consume, the more you get why he's so well-loved on Reddit. The internet loves someone who is willing to celebrate their strangeness. I'll have what she's having. Hater has a new show on HBO called Barry that hits the weird and funny bar. It's all about this guy who is a veteran, he's depressed, and he is making money by assassinating bad guys. Or so he thinks. Hater and his collaborator on the show, Alec Berg, who made that other show, Silicon Valley, struggled to come up with an idea for the new show. Eventually, they landed on something. Bill went to HBO and said, it's me as a hitman, but me. Yeah, exactly. Meaning, uh... I'm not uh, a badass, <laughs> you know. You're not? <laughs> not really as a person, not really. I mean, in the care in the show he has to kill people and and these things, but he's also kind of lost. He's a new soul. He's just kind of he he hasn't ventured out of his cave, you know, and now he wants to experience life. Yeah, when I got back from Afghanistan, I uh, was really depressed. You know, like I didn't leave my house for months. And uh, this friend of my dad's, he's, uh, he's like an uncle to me. He, uh, he helped me out and he gave me a purpose. He told me that, that what I was good at over there could be useful here. And uh, it's a job, you know? Like, the money's good. And uh, these people I take out, like, they're, they're bad people. You know, like they're pieces of shit. Um, but lately, you know, I've, 
I'm not sleeping and uh, that depressed feeling's back, you know? Like, like I know there's more to me than that. I read that this show is inspired a little bit by the stage fright and anxiety you experienced during uh, your time on SNL. And I think it's that's interesting because I, I don't think anyone would ever know watching that show that you had stage fright. You hit it really well. Yeah, um, no, it, it was bad. It was, it's more what's called anticipatory anxiety. It's the lead up to a thing. Mm. And then the, the actual stage fright, I would kind of get over as time went on. But um, I, I do get very anxious in front of a large group of people, which is ironic. That's why I've never really done like stand up or anything like that. Mm. I think hiding it made it worse. So I would just start saying it and I would just go, I'm really nervous right now. You know, if you watch the first time I host Saturday Night Live, the first thing I say is, Oh, I am so nervous. <laughs> that is not a joke. I am so nervous. I love you. And it got a laugh, but it was yeah. me basically just saying it. So it wasn't like, you know, you're swallowing something and just holding it down. You just go, yep, this is how I feel right now. And instead of pushing it away, I'm going to kind of put my arm around it and go, okay, there you are. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Know? What are some of the other tricks that you've used? Um, well, I meditate. I do transcendental meditation. Um, another thing was... I'm I'm not the best at reading the cue cards, um, <laughs> and I, I and so it was this real fear that I was going to get it wrong, that I was going to slip up somehow. So I would purposely my first line I would change a little bit just in the moment. So if my first line was "Hello, ladies and gentlemen," I would say "Ladies and gentlemen, how we doing?" or something like that. And that, in my mind, would go, okay, you screwed up, and I would relax. Are there any parallels with the new show, either in how you approach the show just as an actor or, or what we get to see in the show as viewers to, to some of these feelings that you've had for, for SNL, for instance? Well, you know, the character isn't really anxious. It was more that that came from the idea of the thing that you're good at is destroying you, you know? Mm. It's kind of... I talked to Alec Berg, the co-creator of the show, you know, about the feeling of I have this ability to do voices. I'm Clark, and I like biscuits and waffles. <laughs> we didn't know any better. We were, we were kids. I watched myself pick up the flamethrower, and I just went off. <laughs> My wallet. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's a thing I could do. You know, it's my eldest daughter can draw really well, and I'm so mm. amazed by it. And she goes, yeah, well, whatever. You know, and I go, don't you want to take art classes? She's like, why? I can already do it. You know, <laughs> like, no, it's. And, um, uh, but my thing was voices, but the irony was is that you got the show. If you could do voices, the show. Is Saturday Night Live, you know, and, and that's the peak of that. And I got it, and then the irony that I had this anxiety that it was kind of making me sick, you know. And so it, instead of doing a show about a guy 
you know, making it super autobiographical. It was just taking that emotion and making it more of a uh, kind of funny crime story, which I'm more interested in. I am also more interested in funny crime stories, Amory. Yeah, and we're going to hear more about what makes the show very funny, including members of the Chechen mob. More Bill Hader and a taste of the Chechen mob in a minute. Politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. One of the great things about Bill Hader's new show is that the main character, Barry, gets tangled up with Chechen gangsters. And what's great about them is that they are funny. But not just like, oh, look at these silly mafia guys funny. Like, the characters have depth. They're real people who happen to be trying to hire Barry and then kill him and then hire him again. You know, buddy, I have to be honest. I'm quite a bit angry. But I'm going to put that aside for now because rage is counterproductive, yes? And I know if the situation were reversed, I probably would have done the same thing you did. You did do what I did. You tried to kill me. Okay, well, now we're getting a little he said, she said. I asked Bill how he thought about adding depth to the bad guys. It's interesting you say that because some people have interviewed me and say, why are the bad, why'd you make the bad guys funny? I don't think they should have been funny or... It's an interesting thing that a lot of people want that archetype. Well, this is the good person, this is the bad person. And I just see them as all just people. Well, that's not really true know? to life, right? Yeah, it's that's not, not true, true to life. life. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing with Barry is he goes, well, I only kill bad guys. But I think the show's trying to point out that that's nonsense. That everybody just has their own issues that they're dealing with and... Uh, all these people are, all the characters, if they have something in common, is they're all trying to better themselves. They're all trying to figure themselves out. You know how you and I talk all the time about my purpose? You think acting could be your purpose? I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I, I just feel really motivated right now or something. Like, but, it made me feel really good. Okay, but what about what we do together, Barry? Well, you know, they told me a very small percentage of actors actually make a living acting, you know, so yeah. most of them have day jobs. So oh. I just figured, you know, I do night hits or oh, something. Oh, oh, Hater is about to turn 40, and he says this show is in part about wanting to talk about his own life experience. When you're young and you're into comedy, you kind of just like really silly stuff or really mean stuff or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and then as you get older and real life happens to you or happens to your friends you just start to realize how complicated life is and you mm. want to see that you know and you 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 do have empathy for people and you start to you take a couple of hard knocks in life and then a thing that you would normally make fun of you now have sympathy for her Barry is also the first project where haters had the opportunity to direct which he says was an intense learning curve that's the weird thing is you have to actually direct it 
cut it together and go, oh, I see what I did wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right, the hard right. thing. You're making it and trying to improve it at the same time. Well, you make right. it and then you have to go back and say, you can't go, oh, I see what we should have done. Can we go back and reshoot the whole, like I... <laughs> That's why all those uh, Pixar movies and those animated movies are so good because they can do the whole movie in storyboards with dialogue. It's called story reels where you watch the movie all with just storyboards with music and the whole thing. And they show it to people and they tear it apart. And so they redo it again and they tear it apart and they do it again. And so after five years, you've got, you know, inside out. And, uh, yeah, and you played the fear character in that movie, right? Yeah, and, and, and I helped write on it a bit, so I got to watch that process. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. What was that? Was it a bear? It's a bear! There are no bears in San Francisco. I saw a really airy guy. He looked like a bear. Oh, I'm so jumpy. My nerves are shot! Ew, I don't want to hear about your nerves. I'll tell you what it is. This move has been a bust. That's what I've been telling you guys. There are at least 37 things for Riley to be scared of right now. Knowing what we now know of his anxiety, it makes perfect sense that this guy would voice the emotion fear in that movie. Although I gotta say, Ben, my personal favorite voiceover gig that Bill has done recently was Uh Star Wars, of course. Bill was a voice consultant for the universe's most adorable droid, (laughs) BB-8, which is hilarious because... When we spoke to him, Hayter was preparing to do something a little more front and center than beeps and boops. He was about to host SNL again. And I wanted to know if Stefan would make an appearance. Well, we'll see. I don't know. It depends if, you know, John Mulaney writes those. And he messes with you with the cue cards, right? Yeah, like, yeah, This is yeah. something he else I learned on, on Reddit. Is, yeah, he puts yeah. stuff on the cue cards I haven't seen to throw me off. That seems like a, that's a, a dicey situation, but you seem to hold it together relatively Not well. Really. <laughs> Not really. I'm <laughs> laughing the whole time. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> If you're ordinary and you love seizure-inducing Malaysian music, <laughs> I've just a place for you. New York's hottest club is stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> Emery, why do you think Reddit loves Bill Hader as much as we do? I think it's because he's like absurd and familiar. Like he can be sincere, but he can also be just totally ridiculous. Like this impression of Donald Duck having a nightmare, which a lot of people mentioned on Reddit. That is awesome, but I can do that. Oh, oh, you can. Well, you gotta prove it. <laughs> okay, our next episode is just, it's just that. Just been doing that. Okay, don't tempt me, Emery. Don't tempt me. Endless Thread is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station, in partnership with Reddit. Our show is a dream realized by Jessica Alpert, who, when we ask if she likes the episode we put together, she sometimes says, WTF. Iris Adler is our executive producer, and she makes sure our stories meet the bar of mildly interesting. Mix and sound design by John Parati and Paul Vikas, who, whenever we go into the field to record, remind us that nature is. 
Lit. Our web producer is Megan Kelly, who looks at our attempts at writing web copy and goes, Aw. Our intern is Chris Yulian, who, when we put him on a task, he politely says, Hold my beer. Michael Pope is our advisor at Reddit, and every time we try to have a conversation with him that's serious, he always responds, F*** you, I'm a toddler. Our theme music is by Squelcher. Thanks to Redditor Peachy901 for our artwork this week, titled Hater. Peachy's Instagram, if you want to check it out, is Creative. We are also on Reddit. Endless underscore thread is our username. And Redditors, if you want to make art for an upcoming episode or give us a story tip, you can hit us up there. You should know our show is produced by Josh Swartz and Endless Threads' Amory Sievertson. I'm senior producer and host Ben Brock Johnson. I'll let myself out. I can't quite do it. 